All right, party people. This is Jonas Cope again, here with episode 10 of Cocktail Cult. I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Billy T. Um, Some of you know him, some of you don't, but I guarantee after this podcast, everyone will know him. Um, We are going to do a taste... uh, uh, Say hello, Billy. Hello, folks. Hello, interwebs. It's nice to be here. Thank you, Jonas. All right. Um, I currently have my uh, two-and-a-half-month-old on my shoulder trying to rock her to sleep. uh, So if you hear some... uh, some uh, screaming or crying of a small child. There's no <laughs> torturing or anything going on. Um, anyway, we are doing Maker's Mark cask strength. Yummy. Not the regular Maker's Mark, but the cask stre- cask uh, strength. Mm-hmm. We'll do a quick tasting like we usually do, and then nice. we'll start discussing some uh, current affairs, Next or you know, we'll go back <laughs> into some booze, and then kind of finish it with some fun stuff as well. The cask strength maker's mark is literally straight from the cask. So the the percentage alcohol by volume or the proof, it varies. So the lowest that they come in at is 108. This one, this particular bottle, which is batch number 20-2. So I don't know how many batch numbers there are, but this one comes in at 110.4 proof or 55.2% ABV. So it's definitely potent. Um, I wouldn't say this is something you want to bring to a frat party, open up and put a uh, GoPro on. <laughs> um, it may not make it that far. <laughs> so, nice. um, Billy, you're just tasting it reg- oh, regular. I, room temperature, yeah, neat. Yeah, room temp neat. I actually threw just a little bit of cold water in mine. Um, nice. The nose, oh. it's really quite nice because a lot of times when you have overproof, um, you get a huge burn, and it literally will singe some of your nose hairs. This is just wow. a really nice, smooth nose on it. Yeah, that's not singed. That's a full... Oh, yeah, it's full aroma. Wow. Um, it's going to be a little soft because, you know, they do distill with red winter wheat. Um, this is non-chill filtered, um, mm-hmm. but the nose is really quite lovely. A lot of oak. Um, a lot of oak. You definitely can smell the alcohol. Yes. Um, but, again, there's no singeing of the nose hairs or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, the, the quintessential, you know, caramel and vanilla are present. Um, I get like a little bit of nuttiness too. Yes. There's definitely Maybe a... like a macadamian or something like that. Mm. Or a Brazil more, nut, you, you know, how more, they don't... A much more particular <laughs> palette well, for calling those out than I do. Oh, wow. And I think there's definitely a little, uh, a little char on there too. Yeah, I just want to... So, um... Wow. I'd give the nose a, I think a solid 7.8, 7.9 out of 10. It's wow. a really, really nice nose. I was going to say 7. I, I, I really like it. Than I, than I, I really like it because the overproof, like I said, most times when you stick your nose in something that's over 100 proof, it, all you do is get your nose hair singed. So mm. this, is, this is quite nice. <laughs> um, so we're going to give it a taste wow. here. Okay, here we go. Wow. Yeah, it's right. It's very smooth. There's no afterbite. I mean, there's no, like, when you swallow it, it doesn't... There's a little bit of... There's less mouthfeel, less mouth yes, tingle. Yes, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. There's less mouth You're tingle than I would have expected, but I am getting a little bit of esophagus burn, which is... Mm, I mean, word. you're going to yes. expect that for something that's 110 proof. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be really weird if you didn't get that. It's nice and smooth. You know, just having this here neat without anything... I'm sure I would enjoy this with a few rocks in it. With a rocket or something. I'm not saying we need to get one now. Yeah, for sure. This is the kind of drink that you would really just 
give it a tiny bit of water down and sip on it for a while. What's interesting um, is the strength. Like normally when you sip Maker's Mark, neat mm-hmm. or on the rocks or whatever, however you drink it, um, you get an overwhelming sense of caramel, vanilla, brown sugar. Oh. It's, it's, it's a little sweet. Yes. Well, the, the, the amount of alcohol that's in this takes away some of that sweetness and it actually brings out some of the spice. Mm-hmm. So I know this is going to sound weird. Well, you're talking to but the right person when you're talking <clears throat> what sounds weird. So. Well, <laughs> but I'm almost getting a, like almost a little bit of a rye feel in my mouth yes. because there is this really nice inherent uh, uh, spiciness that's present on the taste, on the mm-hmm. mouth, in the middle of the palate. It, it's a little dry on the finish, which is also nice because Maker's Mark uh, regularly is mm. it does not have a dry finish because it does have that upfront sweetness. It's a long, lingering, smooth finish. It does have nice. a really great mouthfeel. I'm still got a little bit of, of burn present, but it's yeah. nothing that's overwhelming. It's like, it's like eating food that has the right amount of spice to it and yes, the right amount of right. heat. It's not overdone. Yeah. And also these were our, we, we just cracked the bottle. Yeah, this so is, this this is the exactly. Bottom, the bottle in the middle, this is fresh. Right, you know. Yep, this is a brand new bottle. First two shots um, out of the bottle. This is a <clears throat> 750. Obviously, it's from Kentucky. Um, the back, of the, uh, same bottle shape and everything. Uh, the, and it's the same bottle as the Maker's 46, only it has a ribbon at the bottom that has the batch number, the proof, the alcohol by volume. Um, it gives you a little brief thing on the back about, you know, the soft winter wheat, a little bit of tasting notes. And it, it uh, you know, it basically just says like this is a long time coming. People have been asking for this, mm-hmm. and this is relatively new to have this this cask strength from Maker's Mark. You know, you've had a couple of different Maker's Mark flavors, I'll call mm-hmm. them. You've got regular, you've got the 46, um, you've got a couple of limited release, but I think this is something that they're going to continue with because it's really quite lovely. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, I think I when I normally review things. I think I always say that is fucking delicious, um, and I'm. It gonna, is fucking delicious. I'm, I'm going to say it here as well. It's fucking delicious. It is fucking I'm gonna delicious. Get, I'm going to get a, a second taste Pretty going sure. now. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, it'll hit every taste bud. Leaves <clears throat> my mouth. Oh, it's hitting them. Leaves my mouth watering. It's hitting the taste buds. But after like now ten and fifteen seconds, it definitely has this drying effect. Mm-hmm. Are her eyes closed? Yes, her eyes are closed. She oh, is. She is falling into sleepland. My daughter Charlotte is asleep on my shoulder while we're doing this podcast. So, again, slightly unorthodox, but we really Sorry. feel like she fell asleep to the sound of our voices. Yeah. So she's uh, mm-hmm. sleeping to this podcast. Hopefully, all my listeners at home are not sleeping to this podcast. <laughs> um, I know right now I see there's at least at least one and a half persons logged on listening to this. I'm kidding. There's thousands and thousands of listeners, and we thank you all for it. Um, you can get in touch with us on Instagram, Grams, Face, <laughs> Face, Twitter, Twatter, tweeting, whatever, and just say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. I've got this cool whiskey or this cool gin or this cool, you know, whatever rum, tequila. We kind of do a little bit of everything." The reason why my daughter's on my shoulder mm-hmm. is because my wife is out getting a COVID test right now because somebody at our farm tested positive and so to be precautious my wife went to go get a test at 1 p.m today it's now 8 13 p.m so you can see it's not an easy process so she drove about 40 minutes sat in line uh, i think the most she ever got was they took her phone number 
And uh, at like, I don't know, let's say 4.30, they were like, okay, we're not taking anybody else. Everybody basically just fuck off. Mm. So my wife had given her phone number. So she's she gets home at like, I don't know, 5.30, 5.45. Ooh, excuse me. That maker's marks. <laughs> yeah, it's, gets uh, you. Yes, it's gets definitely. Gets you in the sweet yeah, spot. <laughs> it's nice. Anyway, so my wife... My wife gets a call at like six and is like, hey, are you still here? You know, from this, this testing center. My wife's like, no, I'm home. Like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, well, if you come back, like, we can get you in right in. So, you know, my wife's like, all right, whatever. Let's go back. Might as well get it done today. Well, yeah, so yeah. I have baby girl. And, you know, rather be safe than sorry with the holidays and stuff coming up. If we do end up COVID positive, um, we are doing this uh, tasting and podcast uh, Billy T and I are socially distancing, mm-hmm. but you know this is a good way for us to segue into the, some of the uh, current affairs mm-hmm. that we'd like to talk about. I'm gonna let <laughs> Billy T's words speak for his beliefs. Um, if you I'm, dare, I'm just I'm just a curious person that asks questions. That's really quite interested yeah. in, you know. I don't take sides. Of I course. vote. I vote for policy, Agreed. not politicians. Um, you know, there's things I like about some, uh, about the liberal agenda. There's mm-hmm. things I like about the conservative agenda, but I think that the polarization is really the downfall of, uh, our political system right now, because a lot of people are middle of the road centrist, like kind of like myself mm-hmm. that like, we have no representation because the media portrays the crazy right and the crazy left. But like, you know, there's a whole lot of people that are in the middle that, um, you know, don't really have a voice. So anyway, so uh, about COVID. So we all know COVID started, supposedly mainstream media started, you know, in, let's say, January, well, well, late last year, and then became a thing. If we go from the country shutdown, which happened in mid-March of this year, people would, the media would have you believe that things really hit the fan last March. But SARS-CoV-2, that, that respiratory illness has been around for a long time. What I actually see going on in the world right now, and COVID is a very difficult thing to talk about because people are definitely getting sick and they're definitely dying. And that's what some people come up to me and say, but Bill. But it's been politicized. It's, it's been politicized. Yeah. Now it's become a political ideology that if you don't, follow the covid rules a you don't care about humanity and it has become a completely political ideology or if you do you're a sheep and and even you know, if you right even if you, you do do not, it you're not a patriot you're not then. a patriot you're not you know you're not stepping up as an american to to preserve our freedom and our god-given rights and etc etc but really people are know? just confused and they're trying to do what they feel is best for yes. their family to keep their family Everyone's safe to do the that's what everybody wants to do Everyone wants to keep their fucking family safe. Yes. You know, like, so I don't really, I don't really believe in the whole masks and the social distancing, but I'm participating it full on. Yeah. Full on. When I go to my school, when I teach, you cannot enter the building without a mask. Yeah. You have to sanitize your room before you even start touching instruments. You have to sanitize on the way out. If I have to give a voice lesson, the, the kid has to sit behind a plexiglass, this little plexiglass shield. Yeah. And sing into the room that way. So, so. A lot of schools have spent a lot of money to accommodate, to just keep their doors open. And, uh, you know, let me give you another example of this, of what's going on in my school. Let's talk about that for a second. 
Many of my students, I've never seen their faces. Many of my students have never seen my face. I've never seen my students' parents' faces. Not even just through like Zoom or whatever? Um, the few Zoom lessons I have, yes, of course I see their faces. But the so kids just... that come into the school, when I see those parents oh, and we greet each other, and, yeah, we have masks yeah. on okay. and we're social distancing. Yeah. And I think to myself, if you know, I don't have any kids, but if I did, is this really how I want to, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's sure. just, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. And people are like, Billy, ignore your feelings because the science says so-and-so. Well, my heart, the science in my heart says masking up is desperation and hopefulness. I have no guarantee that if I put that mask on, I'm not going to get COVID. It's a hopeful, desperate like, let me just try to participate. But I have no way of knowing if it, I'm really going to get through this and not get the COVID. Of course. So the mask wearing, it just seems, it just seems like I'm getting primed to wear a device. So, I'm getting primed so and conditioned. So you're saying this is just a, a precursor to something that will come after. It's a priming ritual that gets all of the people to get used to, get conditioned. To get conditioned to, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to have some of my rights taken away. I'm going to cover my face up. I'm gonna cover my face. I mean, for some people, it's and, a fucking improvement. And <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but dude, my best, my, some of you people my favorite, my favorite, up a long time ago. my favorite icebreaker line. I mean, I dare call it a pickup line, but I'm not a pickup artist. I don't. That's not my style. But now, when I go out and I make eye contact with, with gals, I go, I go, I really love your mask. It, it really brings out your eyes. <laughs> I go, I, I had not, never noticed your eyes before until you put that mask on. <laughs> That's gets awesome. a laugh 100% of the time. It gets a smile every single time. You know. Um, so before we segue into craziness, yes, or, or sure. away from the point, like, so wh where where did COVID come from? If it didn't come from a fucking somebody ate a raw bat. And um, yada, okay, yada, so yada. the whole like, bat story is yeah. total bullshit. That's total. That's total uh, media hoopla. Just that's just complete fantasy. Um, we are at experimentation situation here i believe that the 1918 influenza was also caused by radio waves in the atmosphere 1918 was one of the first times in world history that massive radio waves were sent so you're talking the spanish into the atmosphere flu. yes the spanish flu that was caused by radio waves sent into the atmosphere and it gave people radiation pneumonitis which looks just like the flu if you radiate a healthy person they will get a pneumonia flu type so disease. So you're talking regular radio waves that they I'm mean, talking uh, like, like yeah, regular radio waves. Like that, okay. that, that power radio. Okay. Yeah, right. 1918 was the first year in world history that those radio waves went into the atmosphere in massive, yeah. massive, massive quantities. And then the Spanish flu broke out. So they learned a lot from that experience. The powers that be. I mean, but why, why would they wait so long to do it again then? If the if the if the new world order or the NWO, it's or a new world order whatever, situation. Global yes. global government global wants cabal. to control everybody. Why did they wait a hundred years? Um, or well, they've whatever, had a hundred years of experimentation. Two years. They've had yeah. They've had they've had this century to expand on their previous technology. It's all a big giant test. It's all a big giant test. I look at the Holocaust in Nazi Germany. The same situation. They, that's what like, people have heard me say on Facebook. They've just evolved on the concentration camp model. So you have that original camp model where you round up your prisoners 
and by threat of violence and whatever, you round them up, you throw them into the camp. And now inside the camp, you could perform all sorts of eugenic experiments on them and child abuse and just disgusting, disgusting stuff. And that all went on through the Nazi Holocaust. So you're saying the camp now is, so, is planet Earth because yes. it's infiltrated the atmosphere. Why put up walls and make a camp when you can just transition the cities into outdoor COVID surveillance camps? Okay, now here's a question. Well, aren't they affecting themselves as well? Yes, that's a very good question. So why? So, so it can't be that bad if they're willing to infect themselves. Correct. They're affecting every person on the planet. They're not infecting every single person on the planet. Well, they're affecting. Um, and here's another question. We're going to delve into the craziness part now. Okay. So, and that's the five G and all Just to let you know, the five G and the smart dust okay. and nanotech. So yeah. all right. So stay with us here, people. I know normally people that are listening to my podcasts. They must, A, have something screw loose in their brain to even listen to me for more than five seconds. Well, they love you and you're your friend well, and they just want to hear the sound of your voice. B, they must be at least somewhat fucked in the head to be drinking the same type of crazy spirits that I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just let's, let's just let's get Excuse through me. this conversation because I think it's really interesting. Yes. Fact or fiction, it doesn't matter. This right. is another perspective. So let's just, let's, let's. Yeah, and, right. and also to the listeners, you know, I want to just give uh, the disclaimer to Jonas. The words that come out of Billy T in no way does Jonas represent any of my words, any of my opinions. Any, we're, we're good friends. We believe in open form. We believe in open dialogue without fighting. So that's why we, we do this sort of thing. Um, oh, I, I fucking I love it. You know. In fact, I, I gotta I be honest. It. I do sometimes enjoy the, the the combat of verbal dialogue. Of course. But that's yeah. not why I do it. I you know it's 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 about edu- educating educating people. Um, okay, so but, 5G, smart So dust. the New World Order is the, is what the New World Order is a worldwide reset. Are these the... Which happens every couple the, of millennia. Are these the skull and crossbones, people from way back in the day, the Rockefellers, the skull and crossbones the, the, the thing. Fed, all that stuff, the same people now have evolved, or is this a different... Uh, you know, Dr. Evil set No, people. no, it's the same families, the same bloodline, the same institutions that have so been the, so connected So the families that actually millennia. rule the world. The families that the, actually rule the world. Not the puppet politicians that we get all over no, the No, not the puppet politicians. The real people. I mean, look at, look at Governor Murphy. Well, Talk about puppet politicians. Well, you know, with all he that is money, doing what his, his masters tell teeth? him to do. All yeah. that money, couldn't you fix your fucking teeth? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so you're, you're talking about the trillionaires. I'm talking about the trillionaires, and yes. not the billionaires, because right. you said there are trillionaires out there, even though they're, they're not recorded that they're out there. There are the tri- trillionaires out there. The Rothschilds would be trillionaires. The Rothschilds would be trillionaires. Easily. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> um, so the the new world order is basically a worldwide reset. Um, they call it uh, Agenda 21, and they also call it Sustainable Development. The name Agenda 21 that gets applied to the New World Order, they've moved it to Agenda 2030. Because Agenda 21 was this trial run, first phase test. How are the people going to respond to this man-made COVID kill switch bioweapon? So we're going to kill a bunch of them. So they killed over a million people. Take away a bunch of people's lives. Scare the shit out of... So so when you kill a million people with a bioweapon, you don't so much scare the shit out of the general population. You scare the shit out of the people who already have pre-existing conditions. Yeah. The people who are already sick, the ones with COPD, emphysema, cancer, all that stuff. You know, the ones that get sick all the time or already have deadly diseases. They're the ones who are going to look at that one million people who have died and go, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
I'm not going anywhere. You know, um, that's but that's not me. So I mean, if the people that are my family that are suffering from these pre-existing conditions, we are doing all the necessary precautions. We social distance. We don't go over to their house and bring germs over there. And if yeah. we have to go over and see people, it is masks, gloves, everything, sanitizer. Like we we take yeah. care of the situation. The the any doctor will tell you you quarantine the sick, top priority. You don't quarantine the healthy. Yeah. You know that's a normal. That's a normal thing that's happening. Well, because quarantine, you're not out in the sun, you're not um, absorbing the sun's and uh, vitamins, yeah. and your viruses need vitamin D. Yeah, you need the sunlight from vitamin D. Yeah. I mean, you need the vitamin D from the sunlight. Vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. Huge big fighters against any kind of pneumonia, flu, or whatever. I take five thousand IU's every you know? day. I have all three of them. And uh, that's something that that I've that I've added into my diet. But anyway, getting back to the New World Order, um, the New World Order is a worldwide reset and uh there's three major factions that have to go that have to walk in stride of the new world order or it won't happen the european union european union china and the united states those three places have to walk in stride with the new world order or they will not have success at their their reset and their great reset is a world of surveillance and people like to call it conspiracy theory and pretend crazy. Oh, there was Billy T again talking about crazy shit. But, you know, your vaccine, you will have vaccine identification uh, papers or a vaccine identification trail. And that, that's, that is what the, that's what they're trying to strive for here is that, you know, I can't get, so on, a plane. You get, on, a I can't plane. get on a plane and go to Australia. Yeah. If I have not been tested for COVID. Yeah. And so now, instead, like I said before, they have evolved on the concentration camp. You don't build the walls around the people. You just bring, you bring the camp, you know, to the people. You don't bring the people to the camp. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, and... So what does 5G have to do with this? Okay, so, since I'm not a super expert in we the know, technology... We know there's bad people out there that are trying to, you know, quell... Here's the theory that I think is what's really happening. We have a very real thing called smart dust and nanotechnology that we've been inhaling and exhaling it for years. It's in my cat, food, it's my cat who's right underneath you is inhaling and exhaling Your cat right smart now dust. has smart dust and nanotech inside its body. Yes, so does your baby. So do all of us. Nice work, little girl. Yeah, <laughs> nice work. Um, but it gets, it gets a little bit crazier. Um, in that nanotech and that smart dust, they will be able to activate anything in our bodies from the common cold to a heart attack um it even now i don't want to lose people with this too much but it even goes on to mind control there's even smart dust so, and so that goes into the latch, brain it's in our bloodstream or it latches onto our dna once again i don't know exactly how the technology works gotcha. um but there inside the smart dust and the nanotech are microscopic metallic i don't know how to really put it into words antennas that's what's okay. going to happen. The vaccine's going to turn the human body into a walking antenna. And the and not, not only this, the 5G is not going to be controlled by military men and FEMA sitting in a computer somewhere. It's going to be controlled by artificial intelligence. AI is going to control the vaccine surveillance, uh, whatever you want to call Model? it, that's happening. Yeah. A artificial intelligence. This is all a test. Who's this programming the AI? Um, okay, so where, where the source, the source of the technology. Elon right? Musk? 
I don't think Elon Musk is the source of the technology. I think Bill Gates is a big source of the technology. You know, Bill Gates' father, Bill Gates Sr., was massively into eugenics. He was massively into eugenics. He was on the board for Planned Parenthood. When Planned Parenthood came about, Bill Gates abort black babies before they're born. They're a completely Nazi racist organization. And instead of having these babies be born and then enslave them or, you know, whatever, control them that way, they are so sick and twisted that they devise an institution to kill these babies before they even come into the world. And that is one of Bill Gates's seniors. Uh, that was one of his reasons for helping fund and give birth to Planned Parenthood. I know it sounds like a totally crazy uh, uh, conspiracy theory-minded thing. Um, there's actually a lot of material out there that you can look up on and read about it. It's not a, a joke. It's not just a conspiracy theory. Um, Planned Parenthood is a is a uh, it's an institution that Bill Gates helped found, and it's all about eugenics. It's all about birth control. Okay. It's all about controlling the numbers before they become numbers. So, you know? so the Gates Foundation is obviously like the evil cabal right now. They are one of the thugs, the tools used by the evil cabal. Because they've got a shit ton of money, they can research anything they want, and they can then well, buy, uh, buy um, uh, you know, political affiliation to make these type of things uh, a mainstream. And by the media, or owns the media, in order to, you know, not let people know what the real story is, because... Obviously, if they did that, you know, people would be up in arms. Yeah, what what we're trying to make mainstream is this worldwide surveillance grid. It's a worldwide um, surveillance grid that monitors so, your body biologically and location wherever you go. And let's say, well, aren't they already doing that with our fucking phones? They're already doing it, right? This, so this what is do they just, need this something? This iPhone to... is just oh, this is a rehearsal. This iPhone is a rehearsal because technology. Because at some point, that phone is going to be inside your body. Yes. You're not some... going to need a physical phone. Listen to this. On the day that your baby's born, here's my here's my my like my, my, my view towards the future. Okay. On the day that your baby's born, they'll have something microscopic, some tiny chip that they can just implant. So the matrix. Like into your brain or something, yeah. and now they're now you're surveilled. Your bodily functions are surveilled. Your intentions are surveilled. If you're planning to commit some crime or do something crazy... Now you're talking Minority Report. Now I'm talking Minority Report, yes. I saw that movie. Yes, that's also a commercial for the future. So the, great, the New World Order is a great reset. It's the new reset of the coming new age. And the coming new age some is the melding of man and machine. Utopia. It's transhumanism. Okay. Transhumanism, the melding of man and machine. Now, let me ask you a question. From a extremely non-religious uh, viewpoint, okay. well, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that with technology? No. Why not? No, because um, well, okay, religion without control is different from the creator. But the though. melding of man and machine, okay. as far as cyborgs, let's yeah, say like yeah. my, my leg gets cut off, and they attach a new leg. Um, they'll be able to grow a new leg in a lab. Okay, so <laughs> you know? it, that's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. Why not? If okay, they can so... replace somebody's heart that's failing with a robotic heart. That's not a good thing. Now you're saving this person's life. We're going to get to the crazy land now again. I live in crazy. That leg is not a part of your soul. Okay. 
but that see see the soul okay is the only thing that god can make but the human beings cannot make a soul and that's fine but your soul is still the same whether you have a fucking robot when i say god i'm not talking about christianity some guy that throws a lightning bolt i'm not talking about religion yeah i'm using the word god as a label as the creator the designer the source not religion let's get that out out of the way here yeah so what does it matter if i've got a robot leg my soul is still my soul my soul doesn't change because I have a robot leg. Would my soul change if I was in a cyborg body and they were able to extract my consciousness, which could yeah. be the soul, and put that into a cyborg? Now, why is that a bad oh, thing? Boy. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question. but uh, That's why I'm asking <laughs> it, because I love that shit. So, um, the creator and the creator's nemesis are opposite energy of each other. The yin and the yang. Imagine two opposite ends of the battery, light. right? Sure. Everything the creator brings into this world and manifests its opposite energy wants to reverse it. So, okay. They have this fight, this eternal contract with each other. Everything the creator brings, its nemesis, I mean, we call it God and Satan. I don't like really to use religious terms. It wants to do the opposite of what the creator does. So the creator made this biological DNA-based computer. It... It's You're a, talking about it, the human body. The human body holds our soul. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a carrier. It's a vessel. Sure. And so it's a, it's a fucking. So we, we ventured on in the cloning. It's a, it's a fucking meat suit. We ventured on in the cloning in the past twenty years. We can clone animals, and I guarantee you, they're cloning humans. People don't like to talk about it. In China, I'm sure they're. Oh, they're cloning humans. Well, they got CRISPR babies. But here's the problem: if you clone a human, Jonas. If you were dying and you were leaving the earth and we decided we found a way to clone you and upload your ex- exact consciousness into this fleshy nub of a clone, that's not going to be Jonas. No, of course when not. When you die, Jonas is gone. But this new clone, that's the opposite. You got to understand the opposite energy of what the creator intended. So now when, you, when you're – so it's almost like you're doing an anti-creator ritual. Understood. I understand what you're saying. So, so that's why we don't want to venture on into artificially manifesting the biological human body that the creator made. You know, um, why go against the design anyway? I mean, I'm not a, I don't know how to create realms and universes, and I don't know how to create atmosphere and all that I stuff. I do, but it's only like, in why my would head. I, why would I want to do anything that goes against the design? Even if the creator designed me in a manner that I'm not happy with? I mean, look at the size of me compared to this universe. I'm going to go, oh, let me go against the creator and do something else. It doesn't make any sense. We're all Um, made of the same shit anyway. So anyway, getting tying this back into the New World Order and COVID, this great reset is about that. It's about these these institutions and factions, these sociopathic, egotistical, geocentric maniacs have decided, screw the creative design. We will take control and we will redesign. And not only will we redesign, we will surveil. And so, we will keep, keep track. And those who don't want to go with this new world order, we have places for you. Sorry. Okay. We have places for you, and we have ways of dealing with you. They rehearsed it in Nazi Germany. They rehearsed it louder, in just... the 1918 influenza. Yeah. They rehearsed it in many, many, many situations. And now this is phase one rehearsal. This was a successful test of the technology. They set up their grid. Their kill switch grid. So the kill switch grid is the 5G network. The 5G activates the smart dust and now tech in your body. But this is just a setup. This is prologue. The vaccine, and people are going to hate me for saying this, 
the new COVID vaccine that's coming. Which one? Uh, Pfizer the or MNRA. Moderna? Um, I, 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 don't, I only know it as MNRA yeah, is what it's called. Moderna. Um, I'm not sure who's making it right now. Moderna. I just I, I bought stock in it months ago. Um, I made some money off of it. That vaccine is going to kill double the amount of people of this first wave. Okay. So why are... Why are, are why and is and the people that it doesn't kill... It's gonna up. It's gonna hold put on. Now. The smart Why is body? everyone pushing the vaccine? Then all politicians. You're to go in the political realm. It's not just Biden, but Trump is pushing that vaccine as well. So if to now moving Trump has some type of master's point of strength. If Trump sure. is the savior of all or whatever, he's, he's not the he's, savior of all. He's just a he, hesitant thing. He's uh, he's he's a roadblock for the cabal. So he's, yeah. you know, exposing pedophile rings and all this yeah. other shit. If Trump's right. the you're, if Trump's the guy for this, I'm following you. Then why is he pushing this vaccine so hard? He has to. Well, because they're forcing him. They're saying who is Fauci? He fires everybody that fucking says you anything know, against him. I think that Trump would absolutely love to go on mainstream media news and say the virus is a man-made bioweapon. Didn't but he pretty he, much he, say it was he, a hoax? He'd be dead the next day. Uh, the powers that be would show up and but but hold on not even his own would secret service would they kill him or him. would they kill his clone because you they specifically I think they kill his clone they kill his clone probably blue that, tie blue tie Trump and red tie Trump are two different people okay so Trump's got a clone he's got blue tie Trump does, does is not every, a real Trump does every president Biden has a clone does but Hillary Obama, has several did Obama have a clone. Obama is it, is it just uses like, a lot of deep fakes in the media now. When you see Obama on the news, I've you're seeing a CGI. Melania too. Yeah, you're, exactly. Fake Melania is not yes. even close. And Michelle to too. Melania. Michelle Obama has her deep fakes on the news all the time now. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so, is it just rich politicians that have clones, or other rich people like Elon Musk is a billionaire? He, could he have a clone? Who? Where are these clones coming from? <laughs> the CIA? Well, NASA. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a very good question. Um. I would say the CIA is a good place to start. Um, Origin as where on the earth are the clone stations where they grow clones or who actually developed the stations to grow clones? Who developed the technology? What what entity? What entity? What faction of the United States government? Not the United States government. You have to understand, the United States government, all of these countries are chessboards. Okay, hold on. They are theatrical platforms. Now, you just said the cabal. They're not really countries. You just said the cabal is... They're military corporations. Okay. Is what they are. Halliburton. So, you just said the cabal is now the creator of the clones, but why would the cabal clone Trump if, if Trump is going against the cabal? For safety. So that Trump... They're just like... No, no, so that... Trump can use his clone in situations where he doesn't want to get assassinated. You send the clone. Okay, so red tie Trump is the real Trump. People were laughing their asses off at that part right now. Blue tie Trump is the clone. Blue tie Trump is not the real Trump. Now I don't know if he's a clone or a stand-in, but red tie Trump's the real one. Blue tie Trump is not the real Trump. Let me lighten the the mood just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Which one is a better golfer? Oh. The blue tie or the red tie? Trump? Red tie for sure. Now, would, who would like to see a match that Trump against his clone <laughs> yes. in 18 holes at one of his golf courses? <laughs> I think I, if you want to see that, tweet me, twatter me, Instagram, face match, TikTokers, whatever you need to do, get That's at good. me. Okay? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So, all right. We, we got to do this again, my man. Oh, I know. I've got there's, so much more information much that I did not even touch. Yeah upon so so just because this is one thing that i've seen you post a bunch of times that i think is mm-hmm. important it's very uh it, it's very um popular right now obviously okay. the election just happened oh all right so 
Trump. <coughs> so why don't you just in, enlighten me, enlighten us on, okay, mm. that Trump, Biden won the election, quote unquote. Mm. All right. The popular vote, the electoral, whatever. Uh-huh. Now Trump's suing. This is what I read in mainstream yep, yep, media. Yep. I'm following you. You know, I've been following both. Whatever. I'm following the fringe and mainstream. Yeah. So I dabble with fringe stuff, but yeah. I, you know, and I read everything that you post, and I, I find it mm-hmm. very interesting. So thank you. Trump's playing the slow game, and he's going to come back now. Oh, he's doing the art with, of war. Okay, so yeah. all the all the voter fraud, he's his team is now investigating and discovering all kinds of voter fraud that yes. now he's going to bring oh. to the general public. <laughs> Fuck yeah. How is that happening when, so if you turn on CNN, yes. they're like, oh, well, the, you know, the... Um, I can tell you, I can answer this question. The, the court in this state said, no, you go fuck yourself. There was no voter yeah. fraud. Even his own Homeland Security guy, he just fired by yes. saying there was no voter fraud. Here's one of the things, here's what's how happening. Is, how um, is, simple question, how is he going to go from this point right now... To winning and being re-elected and and re-inaugurated uh, okay. on January 16th. First of all, none of the states have been confirmed yet. They have their president-elect, but there's no... Those states have to send confirmation. There's no confirmation in those states that Biden is the president. Okay. Okay? Well, he's not the um, president. He's right, right, right. president-elect. And uh, there's also... There's no such thing... That whiskey's fucking as, delicious. It's really delicious. I just had another bite. There's if you n- buy a bottle of this... Put a little couple little drops mm-hmm. of water. You don't need ice. Just let it mm. open up a little bit. Let it air a little oh, bit in the glass there because is. it is fucking delicious. Okay, sorry. So there's no such thing as the office of the president-elect. There's no institution of the office of the president-elect. No. That is not there's any... There's no duties of the office of no. the president-elect? He yeah. starts up, he's starting to make a list of people he's going to appoint. Yeah. None of that... Means it's, Jack well, shit. Well, it's normal protocol for somebody um, that is quote unquote. He stands in front of a billboard on the news that says the words "Office of the President Elect." That's all it is. It's a billboard. Okay. It's just the same way as you see a billboard on the highway. Um, so how's Trump going to go from here to so winning winning the election? If you want to know what's really going on in the election, you need to listen to Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Well, listening to Giuliani is like listening to a rabbit dog. It's very dog difficult to listen to. Yes, it's it definitely like listening to Rudy Giuliani. He's on cocaine all the time. Yeah. And did you see his hair was literally melting today? Yeah. His spray hair was literally melting down his face today. Yeah, he's got so it. The girl's got to do something about that. Yeah. They got it. The makeup gal's got it. I'll be honest. I, gotta I, have, get a, on I that. have a difficult time listening yeah, to Giuliani for more than five seconds. Yeah. I wasn't like a, 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 I was a never dog. a big fan of Giuliani. Um, so Sydney Powell, I love. Okay, so what are they saying? Okay. For anybody that doesn't listen to Juliana, what the are they saying that's media, actually going to come true? The mainstream media. The fake is, media. The fake, fake media. Okay. Those families that own the mainstream media are all Trump haters. Of course. They are all co-opted except, except to say, news. we hate Trump, we hate Trump, we hate Trump. That is the agenda. You will get no reality or truth out of them at all. Oh, excuse me. I'm, oh, your whiskey is making the burps happen. So if you follow the mainstream media, up until very recently, up until the last couple of days, they'll tell you that Biden won the election, it's over, blah, blah, blah. But reality is that Trump is going full steam ahead. He's going to flip PA. He's going to flip Nevada. But how is he doing um, this? Where are these votes coming from? Because, because there was massive voter fraud. Um, well, hold on. How did people commit fraud voting? Here's what's going to be exposed. In the middle of the night, in many of these states... Massive votes for Biden, hundreds of thousands of them, would show up 
in certain places. You're talking physical votes. Physical paper. Okay, yes. so, so the mail-in Trucks votes. would come in. The mail-in Yes, votes. the okay. mail-in votes. When they counted them, they would, the witnesses of counting the votes, they didn't allow a lot of Republican. they didn't allow the right to really... Okay. Vote. So there was more control from the left okay. to say, we got... We can continue on that for sure. All right, so I paused this podcast because my wife just got home and I, now the baby is no longer on my shoulder. Shoulder's a little sore, um, I got to admit. So I'm baby gonna have, arm. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, have baby arm. another sip of this delicious <laughs> Maker's Mark cask strength whiskey. Well, that makes two of us. Um, and we'll get back into how Trump is, is going to turn the election around and how all this voter fraud happens. So Billy's going to uh, continue to, um, you know, kind of, decipher what is happening and 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 that kind of okay. stuff so i'm gonna here's um, um here's the here's the the man of the hour <laughs> thanks jonas um you know what is going to be exposed is that even the hardware that was used to tally and take votes is questionable um sydney powell is trying to expose that right now um so what i was saying before if you want to follow what's really going on with trump's pursuing the voter fraud you should follow what rudy giuliani and Sidney powell are doing because they're actually giving the true actual you know the real news of what what trump's trying to do where if you listen to the 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 left controlled media they're going to say it's over biden's winning you know trump is done um but but what's going to be exposed and unfortunately this is hard people to listen to trump did win by a serious landslide a massive landslide and it only could have been covered up by 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 some by fraud because so, right now it looks like it's the exact opposite it looks like the exact opposite and in because fact B- biden right now on mainstream media has as many electorals as trump did in 2016 you know it's like 306 the other, to, yeah to i saw that over two, 300 yeah 306 that's to, not an two, accurate number 42 or something that's not number um, or 214 or so something. So one of the things that you're going to find on social media right now is that Biden is, or, or people that work for him, I don't know who they are, but they are going online on Facebook and social media, and they're asking for contributions well, so does, to fight Trump's... Well, Trump fought, on, it, like, on yeah. Trump's own website, he's got right. a spot that you can he's, contribute yeah, to his He's fight. collecting money. He's trying to say, he's saying, um, please chip into the... To the to the effort here, yeah. To to help us. All politicians obviously right. ask for money. Correct. So, but I'm sort that's, of like, that's I'm sort of like, new. if if Biden knows a hundred percent that there was no voter fraud whatsoever, what does he need to pay for to protect? I mean, if the if the voting was legit, and and Trump is just this squawking little bitch baby that can't accept a loss, and now he's going to pay the powers that be to fight it. If Biden really did legit win an election, why is he now on Facebook and on social media saying, let's collect funds from my lawyer, my lawyer efforts? Why would he do that if, if, if he knew he okay, won? Okay, but that's not proof of you know? massive voter fraud. It's not proof so of anything. Where is the f- proof of the massive voter fraud? That's my question. I think that's everybody's question. Because all okay. the courts right now, quote unquote, have not found any voter fraud. You know, it's going to be. And it's been. It's th- this is now ten days since the election. So that's or false 13 news. Thirteen days. So 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 here's no, where, here's ten, the spot no, we're going to. Like Thirteen days. Here's the spot we're going to disagree. That's fake news. I'm I'm not disagreeing massive with that. I'm not agreeing fraud, or disagreeing. Massive with voter fraud has been found world uh, nationwide. 
but but it's how not getting reported by the so mainstream how media. did the Dems commit the voter fraud? That's my question. Was so, it dead people voted? Did people vote twice? What is it? Uh, they, okay. they branded. They came up with a million. I do not know news. how the exact way they they committed the voter fraud, but many things. So like, how do you know it's voter fraud if you don't even know how it could be voter fraud? How do I even know? Can Can Billy T confirm that it was a legit election? I mean, you're you're asking Bill. How can you confirm something went wrong? How can I confirm something went right? But if you I say have no way, you say you know it was voter fraud. Well. How, my question, and all right, this all right. my question. Let's talk the about beginning. the word no, then. Here's my thing. I, if the Dems set it up and there'd be massive voter fraud, wouldn't they have made it so it wasn't so nitty-gritty down to the very last, a couple thousand votes here, a couple thousand votes there? Wouldn't they have no, said, fuck it, we're just going no. to wipe this guy off the face of the earth? So the reason why I'm going to disagree with that is because they're, I'm in, asking you. they're in desperation not, mode. That's not my statement. I'm just, right. that's a question Understood. that I'm asking. Like, if I was going to cheat, I would cheat to win handily and not cheat to barely win. Right. Because I do cheat at, like, Monopoly. Unless you were so fucking desperate. Unless you were so fucking desperate that you're like, I need to, I need to make this happen or else. I just know? don't see how they're, what, what massive voter fraud, how many millions of dead people could have voted or I voted, like, with my aunt's social security number. A lot of dead shit. people voted, unfortunately. But five million? Can Billy T prove that? No. Okay. I can't. Can Billy T prove that a lot of dead people did not vote? No. No, I can't. That's true. Right, exactly. Can Billy T prove that, that Biden had 80 million votes? No. The news said he did. Okay. That'd be a Here, here's, flying crock. Here's no, my, here's here's my other like, question. What? Now, what happens if, if Trump... Does not is not able to prove prove and is not able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, retain, uh, you know, power and get another four years. What happens if the off okay. chance okay. that that does occur? What happens then? Okay. Um. So here here's what's happening right now. America, the this country, the United States of America, the Constitution of the United States of America, is the last obstacle, the final last hurdle that the United Nations need to jump over before they lock down this whole COVID kill switch grid worldwide. America is the only thing in the way. If America folds, the rest of the world will fold to this. And that is why there's a portion of the one percenters, I've talked about this on my Facebook page, there's a portion of the one percenters that saw this coming years ago, they saw the New World Order, they saw everything happening with 9-11 and the mass shootings, which were all, a lot of them were I'm not going to go down that road a little bit, but um, live military drills at real bloodshed. Um, so well, the Las Vegas one was not not I drills, mean, for, just live action. For fuck for fuck's sake! Like that was like. Here's how you can debunk the Las Vegas shooting. Go online and look up the list of hardware and the list of ammunition and the list of bags of guns that he carried up to that bed to that room. And I mean, if you talk to a military man and say. Could he have fired all these weapons, unloaded, reloaded, of course and not. then put that gun down, pick up the other gun, loaded it, fired it? Of course not. Reloaded in the time amount that he did? No, of course, of course not. not. Okay. What, what, what that guy achieved in the Las Vegas shooting would have taken four or five shooters. Yeah. And, that's and they're trying to say he did it on his own. And that's basically what people on the ground said. There's multiple shooters. People said so. they saw shots from helicopters. Yeah. They said they saw shots coming out of other hotel Windows, they saw, they saw shots coming from the ground. But anyway. Okay, so if Trump actually loses the election. If, if Trump Joe Biden were to lose the election. If Joe Biden the gets The United Nations will go full steam ahead 
in their full-on COVID exercises. They will turn the 5G back on. All of the smart dust now taking our Wait, body will be activated. Back on? I thought 5G was on. No, no I'm saying it. And now here's another question it's I have with the 5G, they can right? Turn it up or turn it down. Okay, if 5G is what is what um, triggers the the, the, the delivery if, agent. Okay, what but I'm what saying. about places that don't have 5G? What about do a flyby? What about remote? Get an 18 wheeler truck with 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 your radiation hardware inside the truck. Pull it right up into the, the center of our community. Well, what if it's like some remote fucking thing in Africa? Do a flyby. And with what drones? Yes. In fact, I haven't thought of that. A drone? Yeah, sure. Or you don't you need to put a, a man in the cockpit. A military jet? Or are you talking yeah, about doesn't matter. flying drone? Doesn't matter. You could do a flyby and radiate the whole community. They already have the nanotech and the smart. And now here's another question. Mm-hmm. Why, if the, if everyone has fly, if everyone has smart dust and nanotechnology in their body, mm-hmm. why, when they do a flyby, why doesn't everybody then get COVID? Why do they just trigger certain people? And why is this nanotechnology worse for some people than others? Because there, there's somebody literally like, oh, Joe Smith, he's got a pre-existing condition. Well, fuck him. We're going to make COVID really heavy on him. And they're yeah. like pressing the plus button. And they're like, oh, Billy Bob, you know, Jim Joe, well, <coughs> we're not going to we're not gonna fuck with him too much. I want to party with Billy Bob, Jim Joe. So how does that work? Right. That's um, my question. You know, that's a very great question. I'm not going to answer that in, in any... Uh, Here's a made-up word, specificity. <laughs> I'm not like going to answer that any specificity. Um, so here's, a, here's my own first-hand experience. Um, last January, I was living in South Lake Tahoe, California. And in 2019 and 2020, they it's, rolled out it's beautiful. 5G to South Lake. It's beautiful. It South Lake beautiful. Tahoe is one of the be- most beautiful places oh, on it's, Earth. It's a... And if you're going to go there and visit, go there and stay at Lakeland Village... And ask for Noli Peterson. <laughs> all right, he's the assistant general manager of Lakeland Village. Yes. Specifically ask yes. for Noli Peterson. He's the man. And and tell Noli Peterson that that you were recommended to stay at Lakeland Village on this here podcast. And then go see his brother uh, Christian Peterson jam out on the flower pot stage on the corner of Heavenly Village. There you go. Out of California Burger. And they are not paying us to say this. Yet. They're not. They're not paying us. They're not paying yet. This is just for, for lo- love of our brothers. Yes. Okay. What was the question? Um, the 5G nanotechnology stuff that is, um, uh, why so, it affects okay. some people and not others. So uh, let me give you my Oh, yeah. You, you said your, your personal experience. So last January, yes. um, I was working at a daycare center in, in California. So these babies are giving me their little stomach bugs their colds, their flus, everything. Oh, yeah. Those two, three years, that, two, two years that I was there, everything that these children would would, would have would pass, would, they would give to the teachers. Of course. Um, and I'm extremely resilient physically. I don't get sick for very long. And last January, they upped the 5G hardware in South Lake Tahoe. And guess what happened to Billy T? I got influenza B overnight. I had a fever for four days. On the fourth night of my fever, I took myself to the South Lake Tahoe emergency room, claiming I'm pretty sure I have pneumonia. I've never had pneumonia in my life, but I have pneumonia. And they're like, okay, sure, whatever. They didn't ask me to mask up, none of that stuff. I came in, and they did the the deep nasal swab, that fucking like nine inch Q-tip. They put down your fucking throat, and they did that. 20 minutes later, she comes out. She goes, you tested positive for influenza B. And she goes, you're in the third or fourth day. She's like, you're not going to be that contagious anymore. But 
you know, um, and I'm like, what do I do? She's like, well, we really can't do anything for you. <laughs> She's like, go home and, you know, Drink hydrate and fucking have soup, whatever. Tea, yeah. So, um, I, I literally, this is before COVID was, was trending. This is before COVID was trending, before it was cool to have COVID. I literally believe that that was COVID. That that was one of the adaptations of the COVID technology. All the way back in January. This was January of 2020. Um, I literally really believe that like, and so, so not only did I have a fever for four days, after four days of fever, I took myself to the hospital. I told the nurses at the hospital, I have pneumonia. They're like, nope, you don't have pneumonia. Yeah. You're being a B. And I'm like, I never get the flu. I'm like, I haven't had the flu in 10 years. I get colds and stomach bugs to my students, but I know what the fucking flu feels like. Yeah. I've had bronchitis. I've had mono. I've had strep. Yeah. And I, and I hadn't had a flu in a decade. This flu that I had was unreal. Four days of fever. Four weeks of chest cold yeah. and pulling up fluid. It wasn't yellow and it wasn't productive. I would go to the bathroom and cough, but nothing would come up. Yeah. And I was like... I remember one night I was living up, sitting in my apartment in South Lake Tahoe, and I literally said out loud, I yelled into the room, I go, what the fuck is going on? Like, I yelled it. Because you know your body. Yeah. You know when your body's going through something that's not right. And then I called an Uber, because I didn't want to drive, and I Ubered myself to the South Lake Tahoe emergency room, and they're like, you don't have pneumonia, dude, you have influenza B. But I actually really believe that that was... Due to the 5G. Due to launched. the new... 5G towers that were added to South Lake Tahoe between 2019 and 2020. Okay. That's what I think that was. Okay. For sure. Because I don't get I don't get flus like that. I don't get pneumonias like that. I don't like what I had was just nice beyond. Shit. It was it, it was I actually uh I actually felt like there was a life-threatening situation. Which is why, why I called the Uber and went yeah. to the emergency room, which I've never done in my life. Yeah. I didn't do that for mono. I've never done that for a flu. I didn't do it for strep. I didn't do it for bronchitis. But yeah. last January, when this thing, whatever this fucking thing is, when it hit me, I went, my body went, something is wrong. Yeah. You can't do this alone. Go to the hospital. Yeah, for sure. You know? Sure. Well, you made the right decision then. Yeah. And they're like, we can't do anything for you. Go home. Yeah, they're like, we can't do anything for you. Go <laughs> Here's home. Here's some fluids. Here's an IV. Yeah. Here's some fluids. They're, and that go home. The nurse literally said, "Starve a cold, feed a fever." Yeah. And I was like, sweetheart, I knew that before I walked here. Wait, I thought I it was starve a fever, yeah. feed a cold. No, it's starve a cold, feed a fever. I'm pretty sure. I think it's starve a cold, feed a fever. Should we Google it? I don't know. Anyway, should we schmoogle it? No, because we've only got like four minutes left. So let's get some closing statements here. Okay. Here's the closing statement. Hold on. Let's get some enlightenment, some Billy T. enlightenment here. You know what? Let's talk about some happy things, too. Yeah. So, um, to answer your question, no matter whether Trump is president or Biden is president, the agenda is getting pushed on us. The agenda is going to get pushed in a certain way. Here's what I think. Trump is in a position where he could delay this massive COVID communism kill switch for four more years. Whatever the globalist cabal, whatever puppet they get after Trump's gone, yeah, they're gonna pick up where Obama and Biden left off. You know, but if Biden goes in there so right now, exactly? if Biden goes in there right now, two million Americans will die. I'm, t- I'm saying that right two now. Two million more. Two million Americans alone, not worldwide. We already lost 
we already lost 250,000. 1.34 million people worldwide have died from COVID. Right now, it's probably 1.38 or 1.41, you know. Um, Okay. I think that if Biden is president, 2 million Americans will die from the vaccine alone. That's what I think is coming. Okay. That's my closing statement. And Bill Gates has said... That, you know, these things kind of happen, you know. Bullshit. Viruses, are, like, uh, vaccines are, you know, have to test. And sure. basically, like, like to, in order to uh, inoculate the worldwide population, there's going to be some casualties. Right? Yeah, that's what my dad said. My dad said, he's like, Bill, I hate it. But he's like, you see all these trial vaccines. He's like, a handful of people die in the beginning. I'm like, is that okay? I'm like, what if that was your family, Dad? But that's, but like, that, yeah, what if your son Billy T was one of those guys that died in the trial vaccination? But uh, that always happens. It does always happen. Yeah. My dad worked for Merck at Pfizer and J and J. He now, knows the situation. Now, do he you, knows it very now, well. Now, do you believe in vaccinating children? No. Okay. So. Vaccination is population control. It's not health. Okay. Why but, are we vaccinating the vaccinating the rest of nature? Well, because trees don't get the mumps or the measles or fucking polio. Humans do. Do they? Or, or do they get it delivered into their body? Uh, well, okay. Can so, Billy prove that those things happen organically? Well, all right. So you know, before nanotech existed, people were getting sick. Here's a story, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife's mother's... My wife's mother... My wife's mother or my wife's mother's sister... Some good whiskey, obviously. Got, got, I can't <laughs> you remember can tell, this story. Uh, you can tell her. They're, 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 from, they're from northern Canada, Saskatoon. Yeah. Okay, it's literally negative 60 out in the winter. So one of them got polio or some shit, and they're like, okay, we'll go outside. And they literally made the kids sleep outside in order to kill the goddamn polio. And this was before nanotech, before 4G, 3G, 5G. That has happened in Russia and the Ukraine and Siberia forever. For years, they used to put the infants outside in the cold in the cribs to acclimate them. To the earth, to and, their environment. And, but to kill the, the, to freeze the disease out. Yes. Yeah. And the sunlight, the vitamin D. It still comes through the clouds, even though it's, you know, even with Snowing the overcast. and cold. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so in closing. In closing. In closing, what people want to disagree with with me is that I am connecting dots here. And the dots that I connect are telling me that... The United Nations, the CDC, and the WHO, and the New World Order, whatever you want to call it. Are all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots. They're all the same family, by the way. They're all cousins. Even if they're third, fourth, seventh, eighth removed. They're all in the same bloodline. They are setting up a grid. And the word grid is really a word that we need to keep in our mind. Moving forward, you got to remember the word grid. The towers are set up to make a grid. Okay, and these cities are being flipped into outdoor COVID concentration camps, surveilled grids. And if it's not COVID, it'll be some other bullshit. Dude, come up with. flu season's about to begin. The mainstream media is going to say it's COVID. It's really going to be the basic flu. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if anybody has any questions, you can reach me at www.gofuckyourself.com. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm on the interwebs. Find me on Facebook. Appreciate. I know how to do that. Appreciate all the <laughs> listeners. Um, if you've made it through this, 
Um, we appreciate you even more. Yeah. Um, if you tuned in halfway, go back and listen to the beginning um, because it's it's been quite enlightening and we've had a lot of fun. We drank some good whiskey. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, until next time, this is, uh, you know, another edition of the Cocktail Cult saying yeah. peace out. Peace out. And uh, I'll give Billy T the last, the last rights here. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, uh, all I want to say is, uh, everyone, don't have any fear. Lead with love. Don't lead with fear. The only thing to fear... Lead with love. ...is fear itself. Correct. Peace. Peace. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me this evening, afternoon, morning, whenever the fuck you're listening to this podcast. This is episode 11 of The Cocktail Cult with your hostess with the most is Jonas Cope. Um, We are going to do a quick tasting and review of Bar Hill Gin. If you have never had Bar Hill Gin, you're definitely missing out because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, It's one of my favorite spirits that has come out in the last about 10 years, let's say. Um, Amazing backstory. Wonderful flavor profile. Um, It's just something that is quintessential to have on your back bar because it is not a London Dry style. It's not a Geneva style uh, gin. It is kind of an old Tom style um, because it does have that inherent sweetness um, due to the um, three ingredients that are in this. So um, I'm going to get started with a little bit of a backstory. Um, Two dudes back in the day, about 10, 15 years ago, a beekeeper named Todd Hardy and a uh, fermentation expert or home brewer, whatever he wanted to call himself at the time, uh, Ryan Christensen, um, they kind of got together and kind of put their heads together, uh, so to speak, and developed this recipe for this um, wonderful type of gin. Um, there's three ingredients, very simple. Um, there's <laughs> neutral spirit, there's honey, and there's juniper. That's it. That's the only three things in it. So all the other botanical flavors or flavor profiles that you're getting are because when the honey is added, you have to think about what honey is. Honey is, uh, you know, the, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of millions and millions and millions of bees throughout the world. And where they gather their nectar, so to speak, uh, is a multitude of different, you know, bushes, flowers, anything that's got this, this uh, particular um, little sansaw, so to speak, that they can pick up, bring back to their hive, and make that delicious motherfucking honey. So this is used in the distillation process um, along with juniper and just a, a neutral base. Uh, you know, it's done in originally when they started, this was back in probably, I don't know, let's say 2005, maybe, um, that a 15 gallon pot still, I have a 10 gallon pot still that I experiment with. It's the exact same still only it's 15 gallons. They ran that son of a bitch for an entire year. They put out Hundreds of cases of their Bar Hill gin with this 15-gallon pot still. It's, it's, it's really a testament to like the fortitude that, that those dudes had for their product because that's not easy. A 15-gallon still does not put out a lot. You know, you're not getting a lot. You're getting maybe out of a 10-gallon mash, you're getting maybe ooh, two gallons of, at that point, 150 proof. 
So when you proof it down, maybe you're getting three gallons. Um, so, you know, you're only getting like, like eight, ten bottles a run. Hold on a second. I got to take another sip. Yeah. It's magical. Literally magical. Um, this is like the most awarded gin that there is. If I, if I wanted to read off all the goddamn awards that they've won, this would be an hour-long podcast of just the damn awards. Um, it's pretty amazing because, you know, it's not your typical London Dry style. It's not your typical very juniper forward, like punch you in the face kind of gin, you know? It, it just... It's just, it's not that, you know? So it, it's pretty exciting because you have this new style of gin that's coming out of America, whether it's a, um, a, a floral, whether it's a citrus base, whether it's a, something that's a little bit sweeter like this Bar Hill. But, um, you know, you're getting a lot of amazing, amazing flavors out of something that only has three ingredients. And that's really a testament to, you know, what these guys are doing up in Vermont. So, yes, okay, sorry. Uh, based out of Vermont, uh, they had a 6,000 square foot distillery in Hardwick, Vermont, which is literally up in the middle of, like, north ass fuck. I mean, it's up there. A beautiful country, but it's up there. Uh, this looked like an old red barn. There was nothing special about it, nothing that you would be like, hey, that's a distillery. If I remember correctly, because I've been to the facility, if I remember correctly, there was like a logging company that had like like logs all around it and trucks and all kinds of shit. Like you didn't even really know what, what was going on. And then you pull into this little parking lot and, you know, there's this distillery that looks like it could just be like a red barn out in the middle of nowhere. Not an old barn, but like, you know, they put up a pole barn or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, now they've since, because they've blown up because their gin is fucking amazing. Uh, they're in a, like a 20,000 square foot facility in Montpelier, which is the capital of Vermont. Uh, and it's amazing, state of the art. Everything is soup to nuts. It's, it's really quite lovely. But there's something to be said for this old school, you know, run out of room. You're like, I, I remember when I was doing the tour like, you know, we were walking by like some room and there was a bunch of dudes in there that were like cutting up like rutabaga or some like ridiculous like root vegetable that they were going to fuck around with because they wanted to see what they could get out of it. And was like, hey, that's really cool. And I remember asking like, what are you dudes doing with that? And uh, they were like, oh, we're going to like mess with it to see because there's like some sweetness quality to it. We want to see what we can do, you know, run it through the still ferment, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we went back into the still room and it was crowded and it was small and, you know, they had a big column at that point because they were putting out so much, uh, uh, so much volume. Um, but they did still have the pot still and, um, it was cool. Uh, we saw the barrels. So, so Bar Hill is a non-aged gin, um, honey, juniper and neutral. Uh, but they do put out a Tom, what's called the Tomcat which is a barrel-aged, uh, it's aged in new American oak, so the same as any, you know, of your bourbons or whatever, so it's a, a non-used barrel. Uh, they age it for six months, 
Um, they, they put it out uh, overproof, as is the Bar Hill. The Bar Hill is 45% ABV or 90 proof, so it passed a little bit more of a punch um, than your average Tangeray or Bombay Sapphire or whatever, um, you know, whatever else you want to say, um, for the London Dries especially. So um, when you're in the facility, like, you can't believe that you're in this amazing place that produces this wonderful, unique spirit because it doesn't look like much, you know? It's not your glitz and glamour, you know, walking through the Macallan distillery in in Dufftown, uh, Scotland, you know? It's just, it's not that, um, which is cool. I, I don't I haven't been to the new facility. My homie's been there a couple times, had cocktails, said it's, it's, it's tits on the swivel, but I have not been there yet. So um, I'm eagerly awaiting this COVID horseshit you know, social distancing, can't travel to subside, you know, take its natural course. Let's get the vaccine out. Let's see what the repercussions are from that. Um, and then, you know, start to do some travel again, because I'd love to get up to the facility. Um, so uh, anyway, there's a, that's a little backstory on Bar Hill. Uh, Caledonia Spirits is what the parent company is called. I'm going to do a little tasting right now. I've obviously done some a bunch of tasting prior, so I apologize if I seem a little off. Um, but I drank a bottle of wine and maybe had a cocktail. I, I made a bee's knees with the Bar Hill, um, which is absolutely delightful. Um, now I'm just doing it straight. There, there was one cube in here that was like half melted, so I just poured about an ounce and a half over the top. Going to do a little tasting here. Um, describe the nose first off, um, you know, the overall complexity of the spirit and then the finish. So here's the nose is. Fuck, it's like a daydream, I'll tell you. Um, it's soft and supple like the just, ugh, I can't even describe the soft and suppleness because you would think I'm a pervert, but... Um, a honeysuckle, there's like this vanilla creme brulee, um, sugar cookies. There's definitely a backbone of pine or like a, like a, almost a fermented -y kind of pine tar, like a little bit more of a dirty pine smell to it. Like if you cut a pine tree down and left it out in the forest for like, you know, a month or two and, and it kind of got a little funky, um, but it's really, it's, it's quite lovely. Um, so, okay, there's the nose. God damn, let it hit every taste bud. Obviously, honey. Um, vanilla, of course, because I mentioned the nose had some vanilla creme brulee. A little straw-like quality, which is nice, uh, because it, it takes away from a little bit of the sweetness. Backbone of pine, for sure. That comes from the juniper. And it's like a real, like, top-heavy juniper. Not like a London Dry. The juniper is there, but it's not punching you in the face like your, your quintessential London Dry. So you know there's juniper there, but it's this wonderful blend that has this sweetness, the spice, and then the juniper. Th those are the three major flavor components here. A wonderful mouthfeel. The viscosity is absolutely perfect. 
Again, there's a little bit of ice melt with this just to lower the temp. You could drink it straight out of the bottle and it would be just as fucking good. It's a wonderful spirit. So great viscosity. The other thing I noticed too, which is quite unique, not quite unique, but it's it's pretty unique, is when you pour over ice or when you're in a glass and you add a little ice, the spirit gets a little cloudy. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Obviously, there's some, you know, uh, chemical reactions going on uh, within the spirit itself, but it gets a little cloudy. I have a feeling it has to do with some of the sugars, but I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm just your average Neanderthal that is putting these podcasts out because he loves alcohol and loves the effects and loves the tastes and, you know, um, is trying to share some of his experiences uh, with the general public. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I know every week the average, um, not viewership, but listenership grows. So um, all three of you, no, I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, All of you, I genuinely appreciate this from the bottom of my heart. Um, It's humbling to get as many responses and as many DMs and as many tweets and twats and you know, Instagram followers or whatever, um, that we, that, that I get. Um, I don't do it for that. I do it because like I said, I love booze and I love the flavors and I happen to have a lot of experience with this and I've got a back, my back bar looks is, is more well stocked than your local bar. That's not a joke either. Um, I've got probably right now close to 250 bottles and these aren't like multiples of Smirnoff vodka or you know bubbly hard seltzer you know these are premium spirits you know I, I spend a lot of time curating I spend a lot of time in liquor stores I could walk into a liquor store and be there for an hour and not even buy anything and that happens quite often my wife makes fun of me she thinks I'm crazy but I there's just, I don't know what it is. It's just something that I'm very interested in. So anyway, I very much appreciate your listenership. Um, soon we're going to be launching a viewership where these podcasts are broadcasted via via or via YouTube, however you want to say it. Um, we did launch a YouTube channel not long ago. I only have one video up. It's a great cocktail video. Um, that I did uh, in conjunction with our friends at Malabar. That's uh, drinkmalabar.com. It's a wonderful spice liqueur, especially for tis the season to be jolly. I made fucking eggnog with it. And not real eggnog because I didn't add as many eggs as I should have. So it was more like a Bailey's slash spiced eggnoggy type, you know, whatever the fuck. But it was delicious. Um, I just made it again this year and it's even better than the first time around. Anyway, um, getting back to Bar Hill. So, um, some of the things that you might want to use Bar Hill in, you know, I wouldn't say that it would make a bad gin and tonic, but when I think about a gin and tonic, I think about the quintessential London dry style, juniper forward, punch you in the face, a little like, you know, a little squeeze of lime and you've got literally one of the most perfect cocktails that's ever been. Um, quality tonic. If you're going to go 
with a lower price point. Schweppes is always a great, um, a great product. They do have high fructose corn syrup in the tonic. I tend to try and shy away from that. I like to watch my waistline. I'm going to have to get into two, a, a two-piece bathing suit at some point in the next um, you know, year. I know COVID, like, you know, I'm not doing TikTok videos in a two-piece, so, um, you know, I don't have to worry about it now, but at some point, I'm going to have to worry about getting into a two-piece again. So I, I try and um, use a tonic like Q tonic, uh, Q mixers, or a fever tree. Not the Mediterranean, it's got too much spice, um, but the Indian tonic is quite nice. But again, I wouldn't really... M- First off, mix that with Bar Hill. I'd use Bar Hill in more things like an aviation cocktail. A Tom Collins, holy shit, are you kidding me? It makes the best Tom Collins. It makes the best bee's knees. Bee's knees. If you don't know what a bee's knees is, it's honey, it's lemon, it's it's gin. But if you think about Bar Hill already has the honey. So you can you can use a little less of your honey syrup. Bar Hill and lemon juice, and it's fucking amazing. It's literally almost life-changing because you're going to taste this cocktail, and you're talking about two parts Bar Hill, so two ounces Bar Hill. You're talking about half to three-quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, half to three-quarters of an ounce of uh, a honey syrup. That's it. That That's all that's in it. Shake it, stir it, Whatever you want to do, put the shaker tin in between your big titties and wave it around. It doesn't matter. However it gets into your glass so you can drink it is the most important thing. Because once you do, you're going to realize, holy shit, I should have been drinking Bee's Knees long ago because they are that amazing. Um, Another cocktail I would definitely use Bar Hill in is a Martinez. Um, and, And, you know... I'd fuck with it in a sidecar too. I know traditionally a sidecar is made with cognac, but um, not with the sugar rim horse shit that, you know, uh, a, your whatever, Boston bartender's book or whatever, you know, uh, uh, thing is, is stating. You don't need it. You don't need the sugar because obviously there's a, enough sweetness within. Hold on, I got to take another swig. There's enough sweetness with the Bar Hill that you just don't need it. Um, so, you know, there's a multitude of different cocktails that you can use Bar Hill in. Uh, it's very versatile. I would not use it anywhere, like I said, I wouldn't use it anywhere where it calls for a London Dry Gin. It's not that gin. You don't need to use it like that gin. Um, it's just not something that, that it represents. And that's fine. Um, because there's plenty of London dry gins out there that you can choose from. This is just not one of them. This is this badass American gin makers that, you know, they said, fuck it. We're going to throw out all the stops. We're going to make our own thing. And the only thing that, that quote unquote makes a gin gin is the addition of juniper. And this definitely has a juniper backbone, Without being that, like, again, punch in the face, you know, I, like, have to use it in a gin and tonic type thing. Um, Again, it's got so many awards that, you know, for the price point, which is, it's around $35 to $38 maybe, 
if, if you've got a badass liquor store by you, you probably find it for 32 I think I paid 34 for the bottle that I have now. Um, it is gluten-free. It's Holy shit, it's kosher too? Yo, Hanukkah is upon us, man. All you, all you, you know, kosher freaks out there, yo, get your kosher on, son. This is a kosher bottle. It says it right on the back here. I mean, I have batch number 16-20. So whatever the fuck that means, that's great. It says gluten-free and kosher. It's made kosher by Vad Hackenshruth of Richmond, Virginia, Inc., I guess. Um, so that's cool. I didn't know it was kosher. Not that I, I don't give a shit, but, you know, all you kosher homies out there, you know, that's great. I like that. There's even a phone number on it. So the bottle says 100% grain neutral spirit with honey, with juniper and honey, distilled and bottled by Caledonia Spirits, Inc., Montpelier, Vermont, 05602. If you want the fucking phone number, it's right here. 802-472-8000. Um, funny little tidbit of knowledge about Vermont is there's only one area code, 802. You know how many area codes? New York City, California, um, Texas. You know how many area codes they have? Vermont's got one fucking area code. It's pretty amazing, right? Love it, yeah. Anyway, land of the free, home of the brave. Um, I would love somebody to tweet me right now and ask me some questions um, about the actual spirit itself. So I'm going to hold on uh, a minute and see if somebody will tweet me a, a, a question live. Um, there's only about 3,000 people right now that are on Twitter right now on, on my Twitter handle that are paying attention to this, but I'm going to wait for somebody to tweet me. Oh, okay, cool. Here we go. Um, Dave C. Riley FJR1 just asked, what kind of, what kind of column still are they using? I don't know the brand name, but I do know it's a 16 plate column which means there's 16 plates to drip that motherfucking neutral off and have it drop back down to redistill into the finest spirit that you will ever fucking taste. So how about that, son? Okay, how about that? All right, next. Okay, Billy Bob, Joe Bob, fuck your face, just tweeted me and said, um, how many, what, 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 how much honey goes into each bottle? And the answer is there's about four pounds of honey that go in each, each 750 ml or the work of 893 bees. Can you imagine that? you got 893 bees working for you? I mean, you're pretty badass if you can wrangle that many bees to work for you and not only work for you, but do it below minimum wage. Like these bees aren't even getting paid minimum wage. I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, I, I would... I, I mean, libtar, liberal, lib, the left, right, left, BA, select, start. There are some people out there that want $15 minimum wage. And you know what? <sighs> Fuck it. I agree with them because there's a whole lot of money out there and people that will just want to have a working wage and like take care of their family and not have to like, you know, die on the cross. Well, they should be able to, to, to have that. So. Um, anyway, I don't want to get political. Actually, my phone is about to die. Um, Bar Hill, 
their regular spirit is amazing. Their uh, Tomcat is even more amazing. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to tell all of you I love you very much. Uh, you can email me at jonascope at msn.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cocktail Cult Diaries. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. Mostly I'm looking at scantily clad underage women. Uh, no, that's a lie. They're of age. Um, but anyway, I love my audience. I love all of you. You guys are fucking rock stars. Thanks for sticking with me. I can't wait till the next one. But this is Bar Hill, episode 11, um, 23 minutes and 54 seconds later. Peace, love, happy holidays, and I'm out. Peace. Late.